Hey, all you sexy bookworms. Welcome to this special episode of Shit We've Read After Dark. This episode features spicy, mature content, and the topics discussed may not be suitable for everyone. Please, take care as you listen. Now, light some candles and make yourself comfortable as we get ready to go deep, deep into this book, that is. (laughs) We hope this episode is as good for you as it was for us. (laughs) Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Shit We've Read After Dark. My name is Bella Romero. I'm one of our co-hosts this evening, along with my other co-host. Say hi, Rico. Hi, Rico. <laughs> wow, what an original joke. Next, <laughs> we have Laura. Hi, Laura, how are you doing? Hello, doing all right. I'm excited to talk about this book. I realize I say that like every time, but like, it's true. Because you're always excited. Always excited to talk about books. That's why we have a, a podcast of book nerds. Um, exactly. And returning again for an After Dark episode is Emma Skies. Emma, how are you doing? I'm doing great. I've got, as we said before, the show started about an eighth of a jug of wine. So I'm doing well. <laughs> doing fantastic. I just, I really it's hope literally taller than my head. Yep. And I also love that it's kind of become, like, we really should get sponsored by Barefoot Wines. Like, this has become a drink for after dark. I think yeah. even uh Laura, you've had you've had the barefoot wines now. I um, have, yeah. I tried some of the flavors. Yeah, I'm definitely barefoot curious, so I need to buy some. Well this um, jug is like nine dollars. <laughs> you can't beat it. I think that's what scares me. <laughs> it's really good. That's how you know it's the good shit. Because Bella, are you saying you're bear curious? Two bottles. Bear curious. <laughs> no. Rico. Even on After Dark, I will not say that. That's not true. You might. I, I went with the other part of that word and thought thought foot carry. Um, I mean, not to king shame. Uh, if you had to read we a book about, favorite. if you had to read a book about a bear shifter or a foot fetish, which one would you read? Bear shifter. That's the right answer. That is Thank the right you. answer. This is a safe space for us. We don't kink shame. That's why Sarah said it's just not. The bear would be preference. We are legally obligated to say we don't kink shame, but kink shaming (laughs) is my kink. So fucking Uno reverse. (laughs) You know, we're talking about doing merch, and that absolutely needs to be on a t-shirt. Absolutely, yeah. But we need like all the kinks on there. Like, ooh, tentacles. I'm in. That's Rico's, obviously. (laughs) <laughs> that was last season. Oh. I told you it's gargoyles, all gargoyles now. That's just so niche. He's, he's going through so phases. <laughs> he's just a monster. He's just a monster fucker. That's really what it's about. Uh, we call it and the monster match. And that's a monster match. <laughs> I okay. guarantee you, somebody look it up on Goodreads. There is a monster fucker book called Monster Mash. Uh, you know what? Jason's Googling it right now. I'm in it. Yeah. I'm in it. I'm going to look it up while you introduce what book we're talking about, Bella. I was going to say, and let me actually say the title of our book, which is <laughs> The Sting of Victory by S.D. Simper. Um, I really, I actually kind of hope that's her, their real name. Um, I don't know, but Simper's just like, that's kind of fun. Um, or it's a really good pseudonym, uh, pen name. 
So anyways, that is our book for today. Um, but we already know what Emma's drinking. Is anyone else drinking anything fun before we get into like the actual book talk? I'm just drinking water. I'm boring. Mm-hmm. I'm doing a wine oh, tasting man. after this recording. So <laughs> gotta save my uh, wine. <laughs> smart. Uh, I am drinking something. It's not very exciting. I just, I have this like sparkling pineapple soda that I add, added some tequila into. So it's kind of boring and basic. Um, oh, this is actually yeah. the second time we're recording this episode. Uh, I'm really, I'm more excited about the drink I made the first time. I'm going to mention that because I was very pleased with that drink. It, what was it? it Why was, didn't you remake it? Because I don't have the stuff here. It's like at the off. Anyway, what, um, it was, oh, uh, I'm going to remember. It was gin, uh, cranberry oh, sauce. Already off to a good start. Um, maple syrup. And bitters, and you just muddle it, shake it, pour it. Uh, it was great. Yeah, pleasantly surprised at that, how good. Can you bring that when we record our Secret Santa episode? Sure, part two yeah. in person. Excellent. Sure, because that's yeah. amazing. I still have cranberry sauce here. If you perfect, need perfect, <laughs> perfect. And I have maple syrup, and I'm sure Laura does too. But like together, we're gonna bring it all together, you guys. Yeah, it's, I have the. It has, yeah. It's a drink potluck. Yeah, bring. <laughs> Bring your own ingredient, BYOI. Uh, <laughs> all right, should we dive in? Should we dive into what this book is actually about? Uh, <laughs> awesome. So this is book one of the Fallen God series, The Sting of Victory. Reminder that this is a mature content episode, although Laura might disagree, but we'll get into that in a little bit. Um, so you know, try to be eighteen plus, or don't tell us if you're younger than that. Um, and from the author's website, they describe this as a standard horror genre, norms, blood, gore, violence, etc., animal death, infanticide, child abuse, domestic abuse, minor dub con, and graphic depictions of self-harm. So let's dive into the synopsis, Laura. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Listen, I got to pick on somebody. I got to make it even. That's okay. Let's see here. Horror abounds, monsters rise, and hearts break in the first installment of Fallen Gods. Haunted by a history of horror and abuse, Floridia, a witch with a tender heart, finds a second chance in the home of her kingdom's royal family. With employment comes friendship, and perhaps she has finally found a place to belong, until she catches the eye of Lady Ayla Darkleaf, a woman with enticing grace and a predatory smile. The corrupt world of politics consumes her, and Floridia falls into a toxic love affair surely doomed for heartbreak. Yet, when Ayla's legacy as a monster unfolds, Floridia sees only the tender soul hiding beneath. An ancient deity returns hellbent on restoring the world to its natural order, and Floridia's kingdom is tasked to stop him. Caught in the ensuing clash of gods, her loyalties will be tempted with every turn, by family, by fate, and by the woman whose claws grip her heart. Nice job. Thank you, Laura. (laughs) Of course. I don't know why that was like very teacher of me. I was like, I feel like I have to thank you for reading. Um... (laughs) Well, sorry, that really took me back. <laughs> um, anyways, what are all of our non-spoiler first thoughts? Um, Emma. Oh, I swear this is going to segue. This is going to go back into this. But 
when so it's December for anybody listening to this after the fact. It is December as we are recording this, and whenever people put their um their like recaps for the year, they like start posting them in December. I get really like stressed out about that because I'm like, what if you what if you read something that's gonna like top your lists, and then you've already recorded your recap and it's not on your list because we're halfway through December and we read this book and it's topping the list for the worst thing I've read all year. <laughs> this is by far and away the worst like, book what? I have read all year. One star. <laughs> wow. Hands Oof. down. Oof. The worst. And if I'd recorded a recap and already talked about my worst books of the year, I'd have missed out on this. You'd have to make another one with an update. <laughs> you really like baited us on that one i was like wow is she gonna say that like this is the best book she's oh. ever read like i was not exp- like what the hell <laughs> i was like have you been body snatched can you imagine is this emma um rico i'm so glad i did not go first um yeah i had a rough time with this one i had a, i had a rough time with this i think in general i'm probably more forgiving than emma about books i dislike <laughs> Uh, I could probably pinpoint a few things in this book that like weren't horrible, but I knew that I was in for a bad time when it started off with pronunciation guide and I'm like, Oh oh, damn it. Like this is just going to be rough. I could already tell based on the names that are ornately created for no reason. And then I've mentioned (laughs) in the past, I don't really like court politics. And then here we go. It's just like fantasy politics like oh this is not going to be a good time for me um i went into it um hoping for the best hoping to be wrong and um no it was just this was a chore to get through uh yeah i'll save the rest for spoilers yeah i will admit i knew i was like i was like rico is going to hate this book the minute i started reading it like i didn't know like how much court intrigue there would be i think like some of the reviews were like oh it has like you know, court politics. And I was like, well, Rico won't love that, but like he might be able to get through it. And then I started to read it and I was like, that he's going to fucking hate this and I'm going to hear about it. And you know what? I'll, when we get to my opinion, which will be last. Oh, go for it. About Laura's opinion first. Now I want Laura's oh, opinion first. Oh, okay. Okay. Cause, uh, I, Cause I, I need to respond to what each of you say because, um, okay. It might make you more mad and I want to save that for the spoiler <laughs> side of things. So continue Laura. Uh, um, this, if it had not been for the podcast, I would have DNF'd it fairly quickly. Yeah. Same. Same. Yeah. I, I know that I put in our group chat and I I messaged Rico separately a couple of times and I was like, this book never ends. Yeah. It never starts. It just keeps going. <laughs> yeah. And I kept thinking, like, maybe it's just not my genre. You know, I'm not too big on fantasy. Same as same as Jason, too. I'm not too big on court kind of stuff. Like, it, I was just, maybe it's just not my thing. And then I was, like, not really into the romance. And I was, like... Is it yeah. terrible writing? Is it that I'm just not attracted to these characters? Like, you know, because I'm thinking with other books, a lot of people are really into the dark, mysterious male 
love interest. And I was like, maybe like I need to change my perception of this. I just need to, to change how I'm seeing things. And I just kept going through it. And I was like, I don't even know that this would work if Lady Ayla were a man. <laughs> it's like, this just does, I'm just not feeling this. <laughs> but yeah, I'm getting back to the book never ends. Some of those chapters were so long so and i could not find places to stop (laughs) yeah also yes uh i don't know that i would consider this an after dark book (laughs) oh we will talk about that we're gonna talk about about that Um, belly your turn (laughs) my turn so i had such a fucking hard time picking a book (laughs) i that's hey, right. It took you a really long time to pick this. It took anyway. me so long to even find a book that was like remotely like maybe this will be good. I don't know how people do it. I don't like. I like getting recommendations. I am a passenger of life when it comes to book recommendations. I watch the TikTok <laughs> videos. I look for friends who've read good books. I hate picking them. So we need to, we, we'll talk after this, everybody, about how we do After Dark in the future. I just want to read smutty books and I'm terrible at picking them. I think I'm still <laughs> the Catholic kid that's like, I can't think about people and they, I do, those feelings are weird. <laughs> we don't talk about them. So it's so hard for me to figure out from like first glance, like what I should be looking for, like. Obviously, like clinch covers are like a good giveaway, but like I feel like more and more people are getting away from those. And so it's like for me, just harder to tell unless it's like a contemporary romance that it's like a romance novel. And most of like the fairy stuff I feel like has now gotten into like smutty territory, but I hate those books. So I was like, Akatar was fine, but like I'm like, I don't need that to like, I don't want that to be my brand. Like that's not my thing. Um, So I tried really hard to find something that was like something we haven't done. I was like, we haven't done something that's like kind of higher fantasy smut. Um, It's sapphic. Um, We've got like enemies to lovers, maybe, um, which we've kind of done, but like not sapphic yet. And then I was like, you know what? At the end of the day, I want to pick something that we're going to talk about. So I was like... (laughs) Let's do this. But at what cost, Bella? <laughs> at what cost? Well, Rico, how am I supposed to know without reading the book? That's the hard my part. fucking sanity. That's what it You're costs. You're welcome. You're welcome. You all made me read fucking Daddy Dom Gargoyle shit that, that I did not bad. Was hey, bad. you agreed to that. And compared to this, that is just high literature. Like, just Very high amazing. Brow, yes. Very like I'll give you the dragon one was better than I expected. Same with the tentacle things. Like, oh, you guys have all surprised me by what I can tolerate um, and enjoy. <laughs> but um, yeah, I hate, I hate picking books. Like, even after the fact, like, I realized I had, like, performance anxiety around it because I, like, Came back to this and was like, why the fuck did I pick this book? We've all been there, Bella. It's okay. I could not I could not tell you why I picked this book. I don't remember. It's a it's a blur of anxiety and like pure <laughs> just went into a fugue state and just chose one. No, seriously. I sat there for like two. I was like, I gotta pick a book now. Like we all have to start reading this. Like we gotta we also have to like pick our secret Santas. Like I don't want anyone to feel like they don't have time. Um and I just sat there like for two hours on Kindle Unlimited, like downloading books and trying to figure out like searching the word fuck wet like just trying to find like keywords maybe, 
Keywords. Did you find that at all in this book? Listen. I don't remember. I remember doing that. And then I was reading this book and I was like, what the fuck were my results? Because like, it's a desert in here. <laughs> what is, it's not Wow. Wet. It's not wet. Sahara in here. Oh my god! It's drier than my mother-in-law's turkey on Thanksgiving. Oh, I didn't know where that sentence was going. I was scared. This was shit. Um, Look, but we're gonna have a lot to talk about. I I want to say that's what I went with. (laughs) I do want to say for non-spoilers. Aside from the actual story of it, like this is technically it's technically open door. Is is that the that's the term, right? Yeah, it. Te- I mean, it's technically, technically, but like, what does that mean? It's I don't know. yeah. Uh, it's that you see the sex, like you the sex yeah. scene happens. They don't. It's oh, not closed oh. door. Yeah. Face so it's technically open door, but it's not explicit. So if anybody is yeah. interested in this type of story in general and is not comfortable with Open Door, this is probably a good introduction to it. Yeah, I agree. I wouldn't this- even say that because they're bad sex scenes. They're I mean- like really, really bad sex scenes. <laughs> they're yeah, not well, descriptive. I agree. I agree. That's the thing. Is they're not, de- <laughs> they're not descriptive in any way. Yeah, and so I—that's why I'm saying like some people who are not comfortable with reading mm-hmm. those might be okay with it. Yeah, and then I maybe actually, work your way up. <laughs> I I will support Laura on that because I think when I was reading it, I was like, this feels like something I would have picked if I had had to pick the very first ever After Dark book because I would not have read Smut before, mm-hmm. and so it would have been like, oh, I have no idea what is like how much open door I would like it to be. Yeah, you have no scale of reference. No, exactly. But you know, now we're like two years into this series and I was like, oh man, that fugue state. I don't remember what my results were, but they clearly were not good and I still picked it. So I don't know, can't tell you. (laughs) Can't tell you why I picked it other than I was like, oh, I think actually, sorry, I do remember one thing. I got a little bit of revenge on Rico and all of you for the for the dragon things. I saw the map and the pronunciation list and I went, I think I want to torture them a little bit. Let's go with that one. So wow. I did it. I love a book with a map and a pronunciation. Guys. I was like, That's I'm pretty sure Emma me. likes that. So Emma might be happy. I don't have any problems with Emma, but Rico, we've got, <laughs> we've got problems. So you're taking everybody else down just to get back at me. <laughs> Wow. Well, listen, I didn't know it was going to be bad. I was like, well, maybe you, Emma might like it. You, you <laughs> well, so petty SOB. Emma hasn't scared me wrong. <laughs> Emma has given me only good things to read. Rico I've not steered you wrong. Trauma, traumatized. The daddy dog? I, know, I regret everything. You, but you <laughs> say it's still fine. You still say, like, it's not my thing, but it's still fine. It's I fine. want to point I out. I don't think it's fine for her. That. No. I, I, you've not read my picks yet. (laughs) That's true. I haven't read a Laura pick. So I wasn't trying to torture you, Laura. You kind of got caught in the crossfire. I'm just, it's because I'm here. We all did. We were all collateral. I apologize. I know. (laughs) 
Wow, really Bella. There was a little bit of me that was like, you know what? Rico's going to hate this. I'm going to pick this one. I should have picked the other one, which I actually did start to read. I never finished it. I'm kind of curious. I should have to compare, especially after we rescheduled. I should have just taken like the two days to like read that other book because that one was also very bad, but was a lot more wow. like. <laughs> what you're saying is you just pick bad books. <laughs> But I was like, here's the thing. I was like, don't know how to pick yes. the good one. So I'll pick a bad one that we can talk about. That's my okay. brand now. So don't wow. pick But one. like at oh, least no. pick a bad one that's no. fun to talk about. That's, <laughs> well, that's what I'm saying is the okay. other one maybe could have been fun. But I don't know. Ugh. I didn't finish it. So I'll let you Okay. Know. I feel like maybe we should just go ahead and get into spoilers for this then. I think we should. I think we're starting to creep I, into specific. I will say one more thing before we move into spoilers okay. for anybody else. Um, speaking of this book and Bella getting revenge on, on Rico and screwing all of us, I finished this book on Monday. Was yeah. that the day we were going to record originally? I finished the, the book before. that day. Yeah. Tuesday. Okay. Yeah. I finished the book Tuesday. I This book was so bad. It put me in a bad mood. I like four days have been miserable. I couldn't pick up another book. I was in a bad mood. I was snippy like this. <laughs> it was so bad. It affected me on a psychological level. Anyway, I'm only, I'm only hearing great things for me because I find that wildly interesting. <laughs> wow. And honestly, I feel like we're all lucky that we're recording it today and not Tuesday because I was in a fury about it. I so that's what I about it. So actually, I did lie. I didn't need it. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I was so no. I was about like, it. I just want to. I just want to get this over with. I don't. I was also grumpy. I was like, I don't want to talk about this book. I want to skip this so bad. I want to repick. I don't want. But anyways, now we're gonna talk about it. I'm in a better mood today. I can okay. laugh about it now. All right, so spoiler alert. Um, not that there's really much to spoil in this book, um, but if you would like to read it and return, this is your this is your break. Um, you have been warned. So, yeah. <laughs> where do we start? Um, I really don't know where to start. I have a list of, like, notes for this book, and one of them is all caps, and it says, what was the plot? For a dollar, explain the plot. <laughs> Okay, for Anybody. a dollar, explain the plot. <laughs> will you actually give me a dollar tomorrow if I explain it? You know what? If it's a satisfactory plot explanation, I will bring you a dollar. Mm, okay, let me try. Let me try. <clears throat> let me just like dredge it up from the brain. Okay. That's a trick question. There's no plot. I, yeah, that's true. But I'm gonna I'm gonna try to find one. I'm gonna try yeah. to find one. We're gonna we're gonna stumble around in the dark. Okay, Floridia is a witch. Her mother is like the evilest of witches to the point where her dark girlfriend like realizes that she's a witch. And we learn that she grew up an orphan and like spent three years with her mom, who literally like murdered men and babies for their to feed her power. I didn't understand what the power was. That's on my list of questions. No fucking clue. I didn't understand. Was it to keep her young? Like there, you know, normally that's kind of the MO is there's some like misogynistic, like I want to be young forever vibe. Um, could not tell what it was other than she just seemed to enjoy killing and eating people. Cause that's what she did. She would like skin them and drain them of their blood. And like Floridia's job was to either like kill those people or clean up after her mom, after cleaning them. And she had like multiple siblings that her mom like eventually would murder cause they didn't, live up to her legacy. Um, I didn't so understand. Like, I didn't understand yeah. her mom's intentions. Cause like there's one part <laughs> in the book saying, where yeah. she describes it and, and basically said that 
sometimes her mom would just like abandon the child somewhere mm-hmm. or like swap out the child or something like that. And I was like, what's the point of that? Like, why are you yeah. having a child just to just to leave it somewhere? Um, like, what is the point? Yeah, like but she then, only like, wanted female children because they could carry on her legacy. So if it wasn't a female, like at one point throughout, because it's all told sort of like in flashbacks for Flora is her nickname, uh, that like her mom would kill the boy babies. But again, I don't know why, like for a snack. I don't I don't know. I don't I don't know what the purpose was. So. I don't know. The way also that none of this has anything to do with the plot of the book. Yeah. yeah. We have all this information. It has nothing to do with the That's plot. That's all backstory. So what I would say what the, the what Infinity Stone the plot was trying to be is is has nothing to do with with her. The Absolutely. Plot is, she's a bystander. It, it just happens to be that that is the main character. I think the plot is the whole political aspect of it. Yes. Which and I feel like really bad. the only plot about Flora was like which demon is her, not sponsor, but like essentially essentially her sponsor, right? Like yeah. I was like who's like chosen her, claimed her, or whatever, and like sponsors her life and like gave her her familiar and all this stuff. And like there's a lot of mystery around that, like who could be her sponsor? And like surprise, it's the big bad whose name I don't even remember or care to remember, but like I don't know. Like the big bad, like the ruler of the other kingdom that's evil. I don't remember. As we have kind of talked around it, um, the main character of this book, I got to say, is the worst main character name I've ever read in my life. Because for the audio listeners, her name is, I think, supposed to be Floridia. No, no, no. Her name is Floridia because there's a W in there. It's F-L-O-W. R-I-D-I-A, oh, or as that's I call her the entire book, Flo Rida. Yeah. Oh, Flo Rida, for sure. A hundred percent. As soon as yeah. I saw that name, and I yeah. saw that name immediately, and I was like, oh, this is bad. This is the worst yeah. name. I mm-hmm. cannot go on 300 pages. <laughs> she, how many times, I'm going to ask you guys a question. Take a guess. How many times <laughs> does Floridia appear in the text? The, the word in Floridia? And, yeah. In 322 pages, how many times do you think that name comes up? 200. 200? Anybody else? Uh, I don't remember. How many, how I don't many know, because they refer to her other names, too, so... Yeah, she has, like, Flora and Flowers. But the narration always Before. uses her full name. Mm-hmm. Floridia. I'm going to um, go with double the amount of pages. I'm going to say double the amount of pages. roughly 600? twice a page. It's about 640? Yeah. I was, I was thinking, like, 900. Two thousand two hundred and thirty-one no. times, because this fucking author doesn't know what a pronoun is. That is roughly seven times on every fucking page. The name Floridia appears two thousand two hundred and thirty-one times, and I looked that shit up on page three because I was like, I can't read this name the entire book. She better get a nickname, and then I wanted to she shoot myself. Get a I think it took me half the book to stop thinking her name was Flo Rida. No, it is. The whole time. It's still, yeah. It's I, canon, canon, it's Flo Rida. Like, what and the I was fuck like, you if mean everybody's, Flo Rida? Yeah. And then everybody's uh, calling her, f- like, Flora or Flora. And I'm like, why isn't her name more that name? 
Why yeah. isn't her name just Flora? What I think it or, is is yeah. a couple things. I think if she wanted to go with Floridia, but she realized that the name without a W just looks like Florida or a Floridian. And so she's like, oh, I'll put a W in there because it's fantasy. And there are certain books. This did it. Um, the Octonummy did it where you really realize that making fantasy words, names, languages is a skill. You can't just mash letters together in bizarre combinations and say, look, I made a fantasy name because there's a, a flow to language. And this mm-hmm. doesn't like she, this author was Floridia, um, Atelier, uh, yeah, Zorlaeus. Like the names in this are atrocious. I don't know. I kind of liked Atelier. Thousand two hundred thirty-one <laughs> times. <laughs> Seven I, times. And, it, and you can tell, like, she never uses a fucking pronoun. Every time the author could have used the word she, she would use Floridia's entire name. It appears three, sometimes four times in a single paragraph. I'm like, what are you doing? What is? What am I reading? This is a nightmare. Yeah, see, my brain started editing that out. It was like, mm, that's no, fair. I know who she's talking about. So, like, I was like, I don't remember because I straight up was, like, editing the book as I was reading. <laughs> yep. They also named somebody Soliel, which is just Soleil with the E and the I mixed. And it's supposed to mean the same thing, but they fantasy swapped the letters. And I was like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, what do you think you're doing with names? (laughs) Honestly, this whole thing about fantasy language is often why I don't love to say I love fantasy because people think I like this kind of fantasy. And I was like, you know what? I don't like this kind of fantasy. That's why I hate a fucking pronunciation guide because you need to tell me how to pronounce the names. They're too fucking complicated. See, now I will disagree with that. Yeah. I think a pronunciation guide is very good. I love a pronunciation guide. Yeah, what this did for that. me is that this and um, the war, like any time that it's appeared in any of the from Blood, from Blood and Ash books or the ones that I read, you can tell that they're bad at it when the pronunciation guide is bad. Like I, this author clearly wrote the pronunciation guide herself and like phonetically, these names are really bad. And the pronunciation guide is really bad. Yeah. And so I could tell yeah. as soon as I saw that, I was like, oh, this is not great. And then Floridia appears on page one and I almost vomited all over my Kindle. I can't get over that name. Fucking flow right of the entire book. Oh, my sweet mother of God. Also, was, um, were your guys' Kindle copies glitched and said that every page was page 304? Yes. Okay. There was something off because I assume we all read it on KU. So I read the Kindle Unlimited version. And my first note for this book says that this is hands down the worst prologue I've ever read in my life. Like, it was a, so bad. It's a really it was bad, so bad prologue. The prologue introduces you to things and then kills them immediately in a way that I'm just like, I don't care because I don't know what any of this is. So like, I don't have an emotional connection. It's not well written. So it's not like I'm really invested in the action. Like this is the worst prologue I've ever read. And then I realized at a certain point, because I wanted to know what page I was on, and it said I was on page 304. And the prologue is so bad that my brain went, oh, shit, I accidentally opened up the climax of the book. That's why it's such a bad prologue, Mm. because it threw me into the end of the book. So let me go back. No, no, that was page one. That's how the book starts. Yeah. It's horrendous. I'm I'm looking at the pronunciation page, and it says I'm on page 304. Yeah, every single page reads as 304. It was driving me crazy because I, was I, I math based on the percentage. I can yeah, I can see the percentage but also like I want to know page number, I want to know, you know, kind of tells me a little bit more information. I could not figure it out. <laughs> so in terms of this being like higher fantasy, um the book definitely tries to be, but it's really bad. Like 
I think what this did, it's horrendous. Like the, the writing is really bad. The world building is horrendous. I think what she tried to do is she just takes a bunch of different fantasy creatures and shoves them all into a pot and stirs it into this nothing stew to try and distract you from the fact that there's no plot. Mm-hmm. But they're like, hey, here's celestials and here's demons and here's vampires, but she's not a vampire. And here's witches and here's familiars and a bunch of really random fantasy shit just all yeah. shoved into one story. None of it fits together. No explanation for anything. And then it's like, look, it's great. high. Fa-. Like I saw Goodreads reviews that are like, this is fantastic high fantasy. It's got X, Y, Z and thing. And I was I like, know. none of I, that means anything. Again, I cannot... I hate I hate Goodreads. I will I will say that till the end of time. And recent news just proves how biased it can be. Yeah. Um, so like I really dislike Goodreads now. Um, and in general have always hated most reviewing platforms. Just yeah. Anyways, but yeah, I think there were parts of the plot that I was excited about, like the celestial stuff. I was like, oh, I love when we have like different gods and demons and things like that. Um, it didn't really pay off. They didn't really explain no. things very yeah. well. Um, it was confusing that like the one of the guards, one of the like members of the the cabinet for one of Flora's friends, was half god, but was then also pledged to another god. Yeah, Atelier. Yeah, yeah. Who was like her uncle, yeah. drinking god, but her mother was the goddess of stars. So sure. you're like, why would you be descended from your mom but pledged to your uncle? Like, I don't understand. I don't feel like. And then the uncle because she liked her? alcohol. Well, oh, she's drunk. That's the it's her only personality trait. Is that she's yes. Drunk. I didn't like that because I was like, she's actually like could be kind of interesting, but again, like very one dimensional characters. Um, yeah, Laura. No, I was just gonna kind of like agree with you. There, there were pieces. Mm-hmm in this book that I thought were fascinating Mm -hmm. and had they been more fleshed out and, and, you know, actually added to the world would have made things far more interesting. If anything, at least the world building, because I liked the concept of like the, what did they call it? The convergence or something like that basically yeah. all these different dimensions kind of like got mashed into this world so that's the why witcher, there's right? all these creatures and that's even what, what that? they call it in the witcher is the convergence that's just the witcher right i don't watch that so essentially I watch it. yeah I haven't, played it. I haven't played it yeah yeah i'm pretty sure that's like the witcher and that's why there's supposed to be all these monsters because uh the planes converged yeah into one th- yeah and I was now like, that this you is, point that out this- you are correct yes that's i like did watch that not too long ago <laughs> Was this uh, Witcher fan fiction? Maybe. So, I, I, like, there's there's different things in this book that I feel are inspired, obviously, by mm-hmm. these other big name books or fandoms. Um, but I just feel like it it just wasn't really planned out well enough mm-hmm. to really make it work. Well, when you talk about the um, the angels. And that whole scenario of like pledging to different angels and gods, and then the angel is able to possess Atelier, and then it like they becomes it was that a wasn't really explained very well. It ends up being like a power up in fights, which I get. But the weird thing that stood out to me about that moment, so for those who haven't read the book, um, at some point they're in the middle of a fight, and then the quote unquote celestial or celestia, whatever the fuck they call it, 
um, is able to call upon the power of this angel that comes and possesses their body. And then they like morph and change and now they have more power, whatever. What was weird about that scene, and it happens multiple times, is that it hit home this really bizarrely strict gender binary that was baked into the book. Ironically, with the one angelic character, like of all your characters to impose a gender binary on, I don't know why you choose angels, but it's so much so because there's this moment where Flo Rida is looking at Atelier <laughs> and she has the, her actual thought process once she gets possessed by this male um, angel. She has the thought process of she, he, it. Yes. And she does it two or three times in the book where she can't yeah. decide, is it a she? Is it a he? I'm going to call it an it. And I was like, that was that was weird, right? Like, yeah. I remember that part too. I was like, question mark? Huh? That was uncomfortable. Yeah. And like, if you're going to have a like, I'm not really sure how to refer to this being, sure. If you exist within a gender binary and like you need to refer to them as something else now because they are gender fluid or or multiple gendered or whatever you want to say but like she he it like really set my teeth on it on edge yeah it was yeah. not about that moment i didn't Which, like in a that. queer book too yeah like, exactly i was i was a little blindsided by that considering i was trying to like make it a queer book and i was like well that kind of negated any yeah, of the stuff that was, yeah. this book should have had um yeah, not a fan of that. Um, some other things that I was not a fan of in this book was her relationship with the main love interest. Can we get Ooh, into this, Ayla? Mm. Can we get into this? Let's, since this is after oh. dark, I feel like we got to... Since none of us liked the plot, I think we can all agree that the plot was weird. It was half-baked, messy, uh, whatever you will. But like, let's talk about the romantic relationship and the physical relationship. Let's let's get into I mean, it. Jason has a relationship. Yeah. Jason uh-huh. hasn't said a peep. I want to hear what he has to say. Yeah, Rico, you, you kicked us off. <laughs> he had a he I, had a very physical he had a very response physical to this. <laughs> I I can overlook a lot of shit in books it, so long as I care about the main characters. If the world yeah. building sucks, if the main plot is confusing yes. as shit, I don't care. But as long as like I'm on team Flowrider and team uh, Ayla, then I'm fine. But I wasn't. I fucking hated that relationship. I hated Ayla throughout the entire book. And they try to get you back at the end when like you like she starts talking about like, she, like genuine feelings. And I was like, no, it's too yeah. late. It oh. is too yeah, fucking no. late. I do not like you as a fucking person. You're not, you're not mysterious enough for it to be intriguing. You're just abusive. And, and yeah. So can we like also back it up for listeners that like mm-hmm. it started off being like, apparently we learn at one point in the book Ayla like has this like moment of like, I need to be honest with you. And it was like, I was just fucking with you from the beginning. Like I just wanted to fuck with you. But now I genuinely like you. And Flora's like, Oh, that's good to hear that you like me. I was like, so we're not going to talk about how this was all a manipulation tactic. You were a pawn in her game between these two countries. Like what? And then she was also like, kind of like rough with sex and like not, 
consensual about it. And it was like, sorry, that just feels really gross. And then and, they're and the still that, in a relationship. Yeah. And the fact that Flo Rida was a virgin, right? And yeah. and had no experience really with... I, 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 I thought she, I thought she had sex with the paladin in that flashback. Yeah. When after oh. the guy after the guy cut off her mom's her mother, quote unquote's head, she has she, sex with that guy. But other than that one experience, yes, she is fully okay. inexperienced. And he was murdered while he was still inside of her. So like she's clearly got trauma about sex that we don't talk about ever. I, why do not? Does I nobody remember this? I must not have been reading. I don't remember this shit at all. <laughs> Does nobody remember this? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't remember him being murdered inside of her. I don't. I remember the paladin. Yeah. But I don't remember her actually doing that. I think part of it is because the author uses such vague language. I remember but, like, being really vague. She she specifically notes that like the guy took her like he he took yeah. her inside and she let her let him have yeah. her essentially and so he's that. having sex with her and then I think uh, in the middle of it mom's head reattaches and she comes in and like stabs him through the chest or something while he's like having sex with her is what is is the implication I got um, from the way that, that, that it was sounds, written that sounds kind of familiar now. With but yeah, like them. then you start this sexual relationship with, I have, so, I have so many, there's so many layers of this. But yeah, she starts this sexual relationship. Ayla set, sets off the sexual relationship um, with somebody who is clearly inexperienced, clearly right. naive, does not know exactly. anything. How old is she? Like, thank you for asking. Thank you for asking because we don't fucking know. Ayla, mm-hmm. or sorry, Florida, fucking Florida, Florida in the tap water is given multiple <laughs> opportunities to provide her age, and the author doesn't. We get an exact age for the vampire who is, let me see, 1,736 years old, and is Little Miss Age is Just a Number, which is a direct quote that she says twice, Mm -hmm. but we do not ever get Floridia's age. All she says is that she's older than she looks, she is noted early in the book to have the, quote, body of a 12-year-old, which she takes offense to. And she and Atelier revives that or revi- revises that to say, just kidding. You look like you're at least 15. And she goes, yeah. I'm older than I look. And she, there's, there's another line later in the book that essentially amounts to um, Ayla saying that age is more about maturity than years. It's about experience, not years. And so we have these multiple instances of Ayla being R. Kelly vampire, but we <laughs> never, ever get Flo Rida's age. And for that reason, I'm choosing to believe she's a minor because why the fuck wouldn't you say? Why would you not give her an age if she's not a fucking child? And it bothered me the entire book. I, I was reading her around 17. Yeah, yeah. Just, just her actions. Seventeen to like twenty. Yeah, she definitely acts like a child. Yeah, twenty at the oldest. Yeah, based on her trauma, I was like, she's just incredibly infantilized by everybody around her. That it's really hard to tell her age, and we're not hearing it. And yeah, it wouldn't have bothered me so much if the author hadn't gone out of her way to not say like. Fucking Flo Rida is asked, I think, three or four times completely directly, how old are you? And multiple times indirectly. And she never answers. Okay, so I... 
I vaguely remember when she was sharing her story at some point that she said that she ran away from the orphanage when she was like 14 or something like that. Okay, and then she's with that other one for three years, and it's and then six she stays with that. her mom for three years, and then she doesn't, and then and then she joins the this royal kingdom. family or whatever the synopsis calls it. Uh, six months later, so she's after, about seventeen and a half. After she had, after her mom is killed, and she has um, Dimitri, the the wolf pup. Oh God! I forgot. About so I, I am estimating she's a seventeen, eighteen. Yeah, this is gross. This is really gross. Yeah, like yeah. I've because this is literally. I mean, I, I don't know what this book thinks it's trying to be because the book doesn't know what it's trying to be. The romance in this book is is abuse. Like straight up, it is not even a little bit uh, not abuse. Like it's it's abuse. It is physical, emotional, and sexual abuse. And what bothers me. Even I won't say more than the abuse, but what bothers me about it is that the book has no idea what it wants to say about that because it seems to flip completely at random from being a cautionary tale of falling into an abusive relationship while everybody around you lets it happen and encourages it happening and being giving a message that ultimately says you can fix your abuser with nothing but the power of love and kindness, which is fucking gross. And it yeah. never decides what it wants to be because it just goes back and forth between those two things and says nothing. Yeah. So, like, what are you trying to write? Yeah, after, that's actually after. a really good point. Like, at the end, I was like, am I supposed to like Ayla now? Because I still don't. And it feels very abusive. Why is it still happening? And why is nobody stopping it? Well, they give yeah. her, they give Ayla what would usually be like the big climactic, like emotional moment yeah. is Ayla like crying and talking about, no, I have real feelings for you now and I'm not yeah. always a good person. And it literally sounds like every fucking abuser in the world when their partner's yeah. about to leave them going, no, no, I'll be different. I'll be different next time. I promise. I'm so sorry. I'll never do it again. And also like, you have to stay with me because I'll kill myself if you don't, you can't leave me. Like. I was like, this yeah. is disturbing. This is not yeah. a big emotional, like, this is either, like, I can't tell if this was intentional or not. I think that's what is so hard about it is because the book can't decide what message it's trying to give. I can't figure out if it's intentionally like that or if the author accidentally wrote that. Mm. I have no idea. What did you guys, like, did you guys well, get, like, and a then, read on it either way? Well, and then and then later on in the book, like, she... Um, like accepts that Ayla basically is, you know, like a villain mm -hmm. in a way. And then like sides with her in in that temple or, or whatever it was. And she, yeah. she was like wished for Ayla to kill what's her name? Yeah. That and was I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> so it was just kind of like it was kind of weird going back and forth like that. I actually, after the first physical abuse scene, I was like, oh, maybe this is going to be like, she understands that this person is bad for her. And maybe I'm going to actually get a book where she like legitimately takes control of this and is like, no, I don't want to do this with you. 
So I was kind of like looking for it. Yeah. Maybe I'm gonna get the the consequences that I'm always wanting in these books, but I did not get that at all. There's only one person in the entire book who ever tries to discourage her from being yes. with Ayla, and that's mm-hmm. the guy whose fucking name I've forgotten because all the names in this uh, book are stupid. Thelmus. Thamus, because if you look at Thamus? the stupid pronunciation, oh, that's guys, right. Sorry, the L, L is silent. No L. The L is fucking silent. So why is it there? Also, I kept calling him a thalamus, which I'm pretty sure is like a portion, yeah. of like a part of your brain. And I was like, that's almost <laughs> a word. Why did you put an L in there? This is stupid. But yeah, he's the only. First of all, the only nice person in this book. The only yes. not legitimately idiotic, stupid person in this book. And he's the one that like kind of tries to talk her out of it and is like, no, this isn't good for you. She doesn't treat you well. But we just ignore him. And everybody else, especially her best friend, the angel, really shoves her into this abusive relationship. Like, gladly. And I don't understand. Well, I I felt like Atelier was against it, but also was like, you're not my child. You have to make your own decisions. And like, now that you're the diplomat maybe you can use this to your advantage like you decide you you decide for yourself kind of thing that's kind of the way that i got it yeah there's a scene right before their first sex scene um right before the first time they have sex it is atelier fucking heavy flow and castra i think who are all walking like to her apartment or whatever cottage she lives in and castra tries to start to say I don't trust Ayla because X, Y, like, tries to be like, oh, yeah. this thing. And Atolia cuts her off, says, stop talking, go fuck her. Like, go, go do it. Like, go find and, out for yourself, basically. And I was like, what? Like, everybody just watches this happen and lets it happen. And I, again, just can't get a handle on, like, what the author's intent was. Because I'm, I'm not, I mean, I'm not saying that you can never write about domestic abuse. You can never write about abusive relationships because that's not the case at all. But like what, what to it be comes responsible down to is, about it. Yeah, like what's your intent yeah. with it? First of all, speaking of being responsible, there's no content warning in this book. There's none at all. Nope. The content warning nope. that we included in the episode is found on the author's website, but there is mm-hmm. nothing in the book. Um, and so like, what was the intent in writing this? Because I can, there's no clear theme in this book, it like fully fails whatever it is that it's trying to do because I can't tell what it's trying to do. Mm-hmm. I'm going to point out that it we have been recording for almost an hour. <laughs> uh, I feel like there's probably a few other topics that we could touch on <laughs> in relation. No, I could talk about this for at least another hour. Like, Because <laughs> even at the end when we're trying, even when we're trying to like or are they still author wants us to be on Ayla's side and wants to tell us that no, the yes. feelings she has now are genuine. And even like if yeah. I wanted to like be on her side and be like, okay, I want to understand you now. It's all it's all good now. I want to be on team Ayla and 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 Flo. Um Ayla's like basically saying, like, I've been you know, I'm thousands of years old. I feel like I could be safe with you, or whatever the fuck she says. Like Flo Rida is so special for some reason. And I'm like, why? What makes her special so that this young, inexperienced, naive girl is the one person who makes you feel like you can actually feel and be safe and be secure and actually want to love? Like, I don't buy that whatsoever. So even if I want to come around to you, 
there's nothing there for me to latch on to. Look, so, like, the synopsis the book, already describes her as predatory. Clearly. <sighs> I, yeah. I don't like either one. Like, usually, sometimes I like one and not the other. Both sides of the relationship. I didn't like either were, of them. They're both Flora bad. was annoying, and Ayla was not very, like, was very one-dimensionally evil. They're and I all one-dimensional. Every character yeah. in this book has one personality trait. I wrote it down here, because, uh, of course, I did. Um, there's the naive one, the nice one, the other naive one, the abusive one, the drunk one, the religious one, and the loud one. That's every character in the book, and that's their yep. one personality trait. Yep. My God. Yep. Before we get off the romance, though, I do gotta say, <laughs> absolutely atrocious sex scenes. And if you uh, yep. had asked me who wrote this book, I would have said it was a cishet guy, a cishet yeah. man, yeah. who yeah. can't yeah. conceive absolutely. of what sex could ever be outside of pe- penetrative pe- penis and vagina sex. Because whoever wrote this does not, I was like, do you, have you met a lesbian? Do you know anything about women? And then lo and behold, the author is a married lesbian. So I'm like, damn, you just can't write sex scenes because these are and not outrageously bad. And not everyone can. Uh, yeah. and they yeah, not everybody will, can. No it's a skill. It's a skill. It is sure. a skill. I, I will say all the other books we've read, whether or not I've been into the kinks, there's always some part of the sex scene. They're like, you know what? I'm not mad at this. I'm kind of into this. Yeah. It's kind I'm of whatever. Like it's, it's 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 entertaining. Yeah, for sure. And in this one, so nothing. I felt nothing. I felt nothing during the no. sex scenes. Like, wow, this no, is a total yeah. fucking dud. It was like no foreplay, fingers in, vague allusion to an orgasm, yeah. we're done. That's it. That's every single sex scene in this book. And also probably yeah. abuse. Like a, a abusing yeah. girl. Like, yeah. I was like, why is it so bad? I was honestly floored when I saw the author's profile. I was like, oh, you're a lesbian. You just can't write sex scenes. This is bad. I also had a chuckle when I saw that the author used the word bud to describe both the nipple and also the clitoris. Yes, same Uh, thing. And and so I I had to go back and say, wait, what what are we referring to now? Because you already established that the bud is... Yeah, it was confusing. Is it the upper bud? Is it the lower bud? (laughs) She also used the word vulva, which is never sexy. Mm. No, I noticed that. so anatomical. So it was a little weird. And I think this is maybe the author. First of all, there are five books in this series and she has like at least one other full series. So like, I think maybe this was early and hopefully she's gotten better. I'm never going to find out. I'm never touching this author's work again. But like, hopefully she's gotten better since then. But my God, bad sex scenes. Yeah. Just overall, if you didn't pause to read the book, and you're taking our word of advice, maybe don't pick it up. <laughs> Outside of the sex scenes, does anybody have anything else that like really? Um, genocide that nobody seemed to care about? Oh. No, we never come back to that. They're yeah. just like, oh, fuck. Oh, Oops. we did a genocide. Well, what? I'm going to take this thing that they were trying to protect and I'm going to keep it and experiment with it. Oh, here, by the way, Flo, here, here is a piece for you. Yeah, here's, like, jewelry for you now, and, like, your girlfriend was the one that did this. Keep fucking her for secrets. Like, what? And there's a, there is a really throwaway line about, oh, we got to do something about all these refugees now. Yeah. And then it's never mentioned again. Yeah. There was, on the same <sighs> note of that, this book brings up slavery a lot. It for does. For a book mm-hmm. that has 
literally nothing to say about it and where we never meet one of these former slaves slavery is brought up again and again yeah. and again i thought thomas only was to tell us that the fair-skinned atelier is the savior of slaves because that's all there is to her other than being an alcoholic mm-hmm. and it's she like, has so much potential to be a good character and, and they, they did, nothing did her a it. disservice and we I was all like, we talk about is the slaves yeah I don't know. I feel like some of my favorite characters are sort of like the morally gray heroes like Hamish in the Hunger Games. Like, you know, he's a drunk who eventually like gets his shit somewhat together um, and provides comedic relief. But that's not what her role was. But like it tried to be that like it tried to be like the tortured good person that just like can't handle it. But I was just like, I don't understand like you were a god, you're a half god, a demigod. What, like, what are you so tortured by? Like, because you saw slavery? Like, it hurt her feelings. Like, I'm just like, I'm like, world's smallest violin. I, I don't understand that. Also, like, it's you really chose like, that crusade. So it's yeah. like, wasn't forced upon you in any way. Like, you could have had a life of privilege. So, like, I don't know, don't martyr yourself either. Like, I just I just really don't like that. When we, we only view slavery as, I think slavery is used within this book as a shortcut to make the good guys look good. Yes. And make the bad guys look bad. And we do not explore it at all outside of that. There is no discussion of, like, what does slavery mean within this world? Who becomes slaves? What is the system in place that props no. up slavery? Like, the slaves in this book are invisible props. And they're only used to make Atolier slightly interesting. Mm-hmm. Because other than that, she's just a drunk. Which we also never talk about. Because, yeah, like, it's never referred to as alcoholism. She just is drinking all the time. And then she's not drunk. And then she's drunk again. And I was like what do we this again this book has nothing to say it has absolutely nothing to say and also i think like another content warning just talking about um atelier um and even like ayla is that like there's a lot of mention of like how thin their bodies are and how much they don't eat and they're wasting away and i i was very triggered by that i was like i do not like that and i feel like that definitely should have been a content warning like they talk about how she's like literally wasting away and doesn't eat food and isn't sleeping so she's I think not they call getting... it emaciated like multiple times. yeah then multiple times and i was like that's no one's doing anything about it like there were a lot of these like oh let me tell you like what's like what's happening in these characters that are you know negative things like the abuse wasting emaciated not eating and they all just kind of stand by and let these things happen to one another and I just was like, I don't feel like they're friends. So I don't even believe in their friendship one bit. Like even the friendships were so one dimensional, transactional to like move the plot along the plot. Um, I don't know. Well, I think like the dumb little queen is supposed to be her friend, right? And we like never see her. because We never see her. Good little boyfriend. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I was actually going to bring her up to um, previously one of us mentioned something about how some things feel like they were written by a man. So many. It's, it feels like this is, this whole book is somewhat for the male gaze. Yeah. Because 
there's there's really thin women but then when it comes to the queen she's always described as having large bosoms and she's got that gem that sits right in her tits yeah oh all the time yes actually okay so you talk about the male gaze i actually that's when i was like i think this was written by a lesbian was the boob thing Risa, I, I can tell from your face you do not agree this was for the male gaze because it was not for you. If it's for the male gaze, uh, it, it missed the mark. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, no, certain I, aspects, like, like you wouldn't expect generally a woman to describe certain things the way yeah. it is in this book. Also, the queen was really annoying. Was, oh, God, it was just uncomfortable. It was an uncomfortable reading experience. I think I was miserable every second that I was reading this. Yeah, I honestly had to go to a different place. I was like, I am reading this for the podcast. Am I hating it? Not all the time, but I'm not enjoying myself either. Like I'm, I was hoping, like I was reading, hoping that it would get better, and it never. At every turn, I tried finding refuge in one aspect of the book. Hopefully, this is good. Hopefully, this will be entertaining enough to save some of it. It, it dropped the ball constantly. Like e- even the vampire thing. I when you first gave, the, gave us the book, I'm like, oh, vampires. I'm into vampires. Cool, cool, cool. And like, oh, she's not a vampire. She's not a vampire. But it, but it was annoying because like they kept making a point of saying like you're not. Uh, I'm not a vampire. But it goes on to describe that like if I drained you of blood and buried you, you turn into a vampire. And all the other vampires trace back to me. You are a vampire. You are the first vampire. Yeah. Like if mm-hmm. it fucking looks like a duck, it quacks like a duck, and it bites you and turn into a duck. You're a duck. I like, was literally just thinking that. I don't know what this whole big it, deal of I'm not a vampire. Like you're a fucking vampire. Just, just that's what I'm telling you. Oh. They put a bunch of fantasy creatures into a pot, stirred it into fucking nothing, and we're like, this mm-hmm. is a fantasy book. No. Yeah. God, this book was so bad. This book was so bad. And you I know, think on our on our Lord of Eternal Night episode, I had said that I knew by page like thirty eight. I was like, by page thirty eight, I wanted to DNF this. I wanted to DNF this on page two. Yeah. yeah, I was on page two, and I was like, I can't do this. This is going to be horrible. And if it were not for the podcast, I would not have finished this fucking book. Yeah, and I did. Yeah. and I hate you all for it, and I hate myself. <laughs> it's all Bella. That's all Bella. <laughs> it's Bella. Okay, it's I told you. you I didn't want to pick a book. Don't make me do it again. Hey, I you agreed. We didn't make you. You it. agreed. I'm done. I quit. I don't want to pick books. <laughs> you know, it's a learning experience. We're all learning together. I, and sometimes we all yeah. face the fucking consequences together. Yeah. I went through book, book talk, you guys. <laughs> I, I saved videos. I was like, that doesn't look smutty enough. I was like, I bet. I don't know. So. And I know I cannot believe we all finished this fucking book. Yeah. Well, we how did. long did it take it to read? How long did it take you to read this? Too fucking long. It took me uh, two weeks to finish this book. That's oh, a good like question. Like no, I just couldn't. Every time I started reading it, I immediately started falling asleep. I, that like, was the thing. I, I literally was texting a friend of ours that I was reading this book, and then he asked me for an update, and I texted him an hour later, and I said, sorry, I fell asleep in the middle of the page, and I woke up an hour later. It took me three days to read this 300-page book because I yeah, wanted to fucking no. shoot myself every time I opened it up. No, I I had miserable. to. I had to protect my sanity by spreading, like, kind of just, like, taking it into bite-sized chunks. I should have. I started um, it too late. That was my fault. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, I started it as soon as um, Laura was like, this is really dense. And I was like, oh, shit, I should start today. And I think it took me, like, four or five days. 
I took me about two weeks. It does feel really dense, but it's only like 322 pages. It's very yeah, short. That's why I it was like, I didn't feel like a long it's book. a thousand pages. Because yeah. like nothing is happening and there's so much word salad and you have to read the name Floridia 2,231 times. <laughs> Fucking flowchart over here needs to get a nickname. Hate this woman. Hate Flo- Did you call her? Oh, flow I'm chart. loving. I am fucking living for your nickname. So, so much. I oh love flowchart. That's my favorite. Every fucking time I read that bitch's name, I couldn't. Because, like, when I here's an interesting question. Oh God, I forgot. I'm three glasses of wine, and I've forgotten the word. <laughs> when you're reading, do you hear the words being read in your head? Sub vocalize. Do you sub vocalize? You hear the words in your head? Yes. Laura's yes. I think I so. Believe so. Okay, so apparently some people don't do that, and when people read really fast, it's because they don't sub vocalize. That doesn't make sense to me because I sub vocalize, like I'm hearing the words in my head. But because of the W in Floridia, it was a stutter. Like every time I hit that word, mm-hmm. because it would like stop. Like it's not Floridia, it's Floridia, and because it happens. 2200 times <laughs> it made reading this book like really slow because my brain would like record scratch every time i came across it i just kept calling her flow rider because that that i at the end i i would not see i edited I florida like, woman over here flora or whatever i was like flora or flowers whatever they called her yeah i i know that the flora nickname was supposed to be flora because she's flowers and I'm like, just make it Flora. Why did you put yeah, the like, W in you? here? Yeah. Also, her oh. name sounds very much like Chlamydia. Oh my yeah. God, it does. <laughs> what the fuck, Laura? <laughs> what? It's true. I that was another thing that I kept thinking. I was like, why did why did the author pick this name? So, for the sake of time, then. Should we move Let's on just, to that? Yeah. I, don't, yes. I don't think yeah. this is going to get yeah, better. Yeah, okay. we could go for a few more hours. Let's just stop could, now. I think we could vent. Um, so it's currently rated, and this is crazy to me, 4.15. Outrageous. Oh, out of almost 1,200 reviews. So story rating and smut rating, you guys. Who would like to go first? I'll, I I'm can give mine first. Okay, Rico, you go first. No, you go no, first. This, I'm, I'm like, it's overall, I'm going to give like a 1.5 stars. Oh, I was like story like. No, I don't want to. You want to split it up? It's not, it's not worth what is the point five? What is the point five? Why is there yeah. a point five? Yeah, and not a, just a one. Well, you know me and my algorithm. Is this um, a vibe? Oh, yeah, kind. <laughs> there, there is like it's trying. There's some stuff in there that like. With a yeah, better there was author, there's an attempt at world building. Yeah, yeah. With, with a better, a better author, author, there's stuff that, like, you know what, like, it, it intrigued me enough to want to see if it went anywhere, yes. and it just didn't. But like, yeah, yeah. One one point five. That's that's being that's nice, why for I sure. was gonna say two. I was gonna give it two stars because I was like, one would be like I really didn't care about this at all, and I. But like, there were points where I was like, oh, I th- I kind of want to know where this goes if this pays off in the end. Um, did I like the payoff? No, that's why it stops at two. Um, but I was like entertained enough. It wasn't the absolute worst book I've ever read, but it was not great at all. Um, and I think like, yeah, with a better 
author, like the things like the celestial stuff and like her powers and like where they come from. Like I always am interested in those kinds of storylines. Um, this just wasn't a good one. So yeah. So what is your rating? I said two. So I said, I, but I, if I could do half stars on Goodreads, I would do like a one and a half. But if I have to do a solid star too. Laura, how It'd you be one for me. Mm, interesting. Uh, I'm going to go with one. Thoughts? <laughs> I, I mean, I don't know what I can say. I don't know what I You've can say. You've already said it. That's like, okay. sure, maybe there were pieces of it that were interesting, but the fact that it didn't pay off, it didn't go anywhere, it just felt like it was there is annoying. And I I would rather just have not read it. I similarly am a full one star on both uh, story and smut. If I could give zero stars, I would give zero stars. This was a miserable reading experience. I will say that we talked earlier in the year, our first book of the year was Lord of Eternal Night, which I gave 1.5. And I was like, don't ask me what the 0.5 is. Don't know where it came from. It's just, it feels like a 1.5. And I think of these two books, because those are now my two worst books that I've read all year. Like up until so now, proud Lord of, myself. of Eternal Night. <laughs> Both of them were Bella Picks. And I told you, I can't pick a book to save my fucking life. Don't ask me to. Don't ask I, me to. On a craft level, I think Lord of Eternal Night is worse written. Um, yes. But this was a much more miserable experience. Like, this was yeah. bad on every level. It was way too long. It was uncomfortable to read. It was a miserable reading experience. It was just not... Between, like, Florida woman being the most naive little idiot I've ever read in my life and Little Miss Age is just a number over here preying upon her and, like, us having nothing to say about that. Like, it was all bad. The fantasy was bad. Like, there was no part of this that I feel like I could look at and be like, you know what? This was all right. There was not a single redeeming quality to be found in this book. I hated every second I spent with it. Fucking cheers. She drank an eighth of a gallon of wine. <laughs> so, on that so note. Upset. That's how we close sure. out the year. <laughs> That's how you close it out with the worst and worst After Darks, both by me. <laughs> I'll wear that title proudly, but don't make me pick another one. What What if maybe we'll find a way to make it easier for you to pick next time? Just don't make me pick, you guys. It's too much pressure. I have some ideas. We'll discuss later. Mm. Whose turn is it next? Laura, is mm. it your turn next? I'm it's last. And you know what? I've had my pick ready to go from the very beginning. Ooh. I wish you'd go first. <laughs> Maybe I could have been inspired. Jason's time. Wheel of Fortune just did not want to pick me. Listen, I I should have just gone to the Rip Wow, I just like feel like I'm being around. attacked on this episode for no reason. <laughs> You're always attacked on every episode. Okay. So I I had a few titles that I was considering and I picked this one because I feel like it's pretty obvious and I also wanted it to be something that maybe won't be so terrible for Bella to read. Oh, thank you. Even though I did this to you. That's nice. <laughs> uh, I mean, like you said, I just got caught in this. <laughs> so... My pick is Good Deeds by Catherine Moon. Oh, that is a that is quite a that is quite a cover. I am familiar with the author. I have one of her books on my list for the future. You mean a future AD book? Yeah. All right, all right. So what's what's the deal with Good Deeds? 
Uh, Good Deeds is a reverse harem with androids. All right. Uh, All right. They are not human. They are some kind of human type alien. <laughs> so based based on the descript or the the synopsis it's a little long I'm not going to read it but what what I understand is that whatever type of alien or whatever being the main character is her her race goes through this um like s- sexual phase where all they want to do is have sex but she doesn't want to do that with male the males of her species because of things and so instead she goes to this place where you can just have sex with androids and she doesn't have to worry about the like societal implications of having sex with the men so i think there's like i don't know three or whatever androids that she gets to have fun with Fair enough. I'm looking forward to seeing how that goes. It, look, it, you did a good job. You found something we've never done before. So I think that'll be something. To Again, talk about. I thought it was obvious for me. <laughs> I have a good feeling about this one. Yeah. Good feeling. Yeah. I, I think I actually have come across this book when I was searching in the ether for potential books. Uh, oh, so yeah. 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 I figured. It's uh, it's it's part of my brand because yeah. androids. <laughs> For sure. Oh, I was like, robots? what? <laughs> so At this, okay, if they're robots and she has sex with them, are they inherently sex toys? Yes. Yes. <laughs> Questions to consider when we read this book. Honestly, uh, please, please write that they, down. They are sex bots in this book. All right. So tune in next time on Shimmy Right After Dark to find out the answer. <laughs> uh, I I am scared, but you know, when would I, I thought be? this was the safe option? I really think it's just, you know what, guys? Smut, I'm just too new. I gotta figure it out. All right. So if you're if you're if you've read this book or you just have thoughts about our thoughts on this book because you're listening to us and you're not going to pick it up. Don't ever read this book. <laughs> don't read it. Don't. don't read it. Just don't waste your time. Don't believe Goodreads anymore. I'm, I'm going to petition to just cancel Goodreads. Don't everybody. blame Goodreads when you are the problem. I am. I am. <laughs> Look at the reviews. Look at the rating. Look, Goodreads has it. its own issues. I'm not saying that Goodreads does not have its own faults, but somehow we are able to navigate it. Just fine. I We're able to like miss it. the landmines. And there goes Bella. Oh Firm step. In Bella's defense, I also picked a bad book. It wasn't this bad, but I also picked a bad book. I don't know that any of us liked that time I got drunk and saved a demon, right? Like, none of us really enjoyed that. Uh, compared yeah. to this, you had a great time. I mean, compared to this, it was fantastic. Yeah. But. Yeah. In Thank the grand you, scheme Emma. of things, we can all pick a bad book every now and then. Yeah. I'm just uh, you know, picking up my I, socks. I am three glasses of wine in, and I had to get up to try and fix my internet, and I am feeling it now. Good. Yeah. I'm lightweight. If, I, if that's the only legacy I can leave is getting Emma drunk virtually, <laughs> great. Once, once every three months. 
exactly. I'll take it. I'll take it. All right. So let us know your thoughts on social um, at Shit We've Read. Emma, do you want to shout out your socials as well for folks? You can home? find me also on TikTok at Emma Skies or on Instagram talking about books at Biblio Skies. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, in the spirit of the holidays, I think we I think we all should practice forgiveness for me. <laughs> oh fuck you. <laughs> don't don't fucking bring the holidays into this. This has no business in this conversation. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I try. <laughs> I hope you get my the New biggest Year's- fucking lump of coal. <laughs> my New Year's resolution, you guys, is to practice picking smut books for myself. So next time if I have to pick one, maybe I'll have more practice. But honestly, the only time I pick them for myself is the two times I've picked this. I haven't picked a book out for myself in probably like, what, two and a half years ever since I've done this. So... Maybe I need, that's my New Year's resolution. Go pick out some books for myself. Go relearn that skill. So, Merry Christmas. Happy Holidays. Happy New Year. Um, Yeah, see everyone next year. Bye. Bye. Bah humbug. (laughs) Shit We've Read After Dark is hosted by Laura Benson, Jason Rico, Bella Romero, and Emma Skies, with an introduction by Jessalie Windhouse and editing by Jason Rico. To join the discussion, find us at Shit We've Read on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. For more information about us or to request transcripts, please visit shitweavered.com. This podcast is part of the Bylo Network. Visit BYLO Network.com for more great geeky podcasts. And thank you so much for listening. <laughs>